On this episode of the Breaking the Game Show, I am joined by Off the Ball Network President Chris LeBron as he comes on to grade my All-NBA teams. Yes, we're going to discuss All-NBA third, second, and first teams with Off the Ball Network President Chris LeBron. It's going to be a great show. You're not going to want to miss this. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. We'll be right back with you after this break. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Breaking the Game Show here on the Nothing But Net channel on Dash Radio. I'm Stephen Gillespie, and joining me for what I'm kind of calling a performance evaluation of how I, you know, evaluate the game of basketball, conduct myself here on the show. Um, the boss man, the president from the Off the Ball Network, Mr. Chris LeBron, has graciously accepted to come onto the show tonight and just kind of talk shop and talk all NBA basketball teams. Before we get into that. Just want to give you the floor, Chris. Just uh, how's it going, man? How's life? And I'm happy to be back on. It's always fun, uh, uh, you know, sharing, sharing, uh, you know, the, you know, talking NBA and sharing the screen with you, you know. Uh, so uh, happy to be on, brother. Uh, that means a lot, man. That you you say you you're happy to share the screen with me. That means a lot, man, because you do <laughs> such you do such great work, man. I know that you got a whole lot of guests coming on your show here coming up soon, and we'll talk about that. Um, you know, as well on this show, but I just want to let everyone know that, you know, breaking the game is powered by Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com and enter in promo code BTG. They'll hook you up with 20% off and free shipping. More on that to come later. But if you enter in that promo code, that'll let them know that I sent you. I'm pretty good friends with the folks over at Manscaped. You know, I'll, I'll get you hooked up with a good deal. But Chris, Man, the season's almost over. Before we get into the teams, what what's your what's your thoughts, man? Like, do you are you just ready to be over with, or because there's a couple more key games that are going to happen to decide, you know, especially who your Knicks are going to be playing in the playoffs, right? Exactly. You know what? And I always say this: like, I'm just happy we were able to have a season, and that you know, obviously some games got postponed and pushed back, but for the most part, I mean, we had a clean season. You know, yeah. so to me, that's a win. So that just gives us more, you know, it, it makes the future brighter for, you know, how the game's going to be looking forward. And hopefully, you know, as obviously COVID's still around, but as we get, you know, as the days go and, and as we're containing it and everyone's getting vaccinated, we can get more people into the buildings and all that. The game's going to be, you know, kind of similar to it was, you know, you know, uh, you know, from the last hundred years, you know, you know, <laughs> where we have fans. And so I'm just happy that we just got through a season, you know, and we're getting ready for playoff basketball. And for me, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a basketball fan, right? No matter what, like no matter how mm-hmm. bad or good my team is, I love the game of basketball. I'm watching the playoffs no matter what, but it, it it's a, it's even a bigger incentive this year because of, you know, the Knicks being good. So, so I'm excited. The season's coming to an end, which feels good. Usually for me, it's like that, the end of the school year where you know, it's that last week and it's just dragging. I'm like, oh, let's just get it over with. But now it's like, all right, I'm excited. <laughs> you know, so I mean, so, a lot to be uh, excited about, man. Your Knicks are killing it. They just had a great game today against the Los Angeles Clippers. If you're hearing this on the radio, this is about a day delayed. You know, we record this on Sunday. It airs Monday on the Nothing But Net channel on Dash Radio. So, 
you know what we're saying, you know what we're talking about, but we're not going to get hung up on the games and everything like that. Now, like I said, there's a couple games that do have a lot of meaning. And before we move on, our our brother Mo from the network, Mo Murphy, Mo Cheese 15 just came in and said, my brothers, appreciate you tuning in as always, man. So Chris, as I mentioned, we're going to be kind of doing a little performance evaluation. So, you know, critique me how how you feel necessary. Um, We're going to work our way from, I'm not going to say least important to to more important because all NBA teams matter, right? Um, it, it's a huge accomplishment. Third team, look, I'm going to let everyone know right now. I had difficulty leaving some people off that I feel have deserving cases to be on an all NBA team this season. And you know, just the way the chips fell, it's just not in the cards for them. If my vote counted, you know. So, Chris, we're going to get rolling with the third team. Do you have any thoughts before we move on with with all NBA teams, or you just want to get to it? No, no, let's get right into it. I'm looking forward to uh, discussing this. All right, man. So on my All-NBA third team, and for everyone to know, you have two guards, you have two forwards, and a center. And that's a mandatory. That's a whole other show we could talk about on on the structure of the All-NBA teams. But this is what we got to work with for now. So, Chris, on my All-NBA third team, I have Russell Westbrook. I have Donovan Mitchell. I have Devin Booker, who is eligible, although I don't agree with the reasoning behind it, is eligible to be voted in as a guard and a forward. So I have Devin Booker as a forward. I don't agree with it, but if it's there, I'm going to take advantage of it because I believe he deserves it. Find a loophole. Yep. (laughs) I'm going to skip this other forward, and I'm going to go to the center, Rudy Gobert. And for the All-NBA third team, Julius Randle of the New York Knicks has made the All-NBA third team on this. So, Chris, you know, I put your boys in. He's safe. So, what do you think of all NBA third team? I think I have the the round of applause on the soundboard. Let's see if I can. No, no, no. Thank you all. Thank you all. Yeah. You know. Hey, that's. I'm happy with that. You know. Yeah, that that's good. That's really good. I, I you know, when I saw your your all team, you know, first second and third team i was like if i had to just call off the top of my head of an all nba like i'm like that's something similar you know of what my all nba teams you know would be you know so maybe switch around a few guys put one on second team third team but for for the most part same but that third team listen random ones obviously it, it's special to me because you know i, I not even just me being a fan of the Knicks and all that, I really feel like he deserves to be an all NBA player. He is playing out of his mind and he's, he's helping his team win. he's putting up tremendous stats and all that. So it goes hand in hand, you know, it's crazy to think Russell Westbrook, how he started the season off yep. where I legit was like, is this, is this that, that, you know, that cliff? Yeah. Right. Cause Usually, you know, with guys we see, it usually just happens. It's not like a slow, it just happens. And I knew, I kind of felt like with Russell Westbrook, it was just not this year, but I'm saying if it were to happen, it's just going to happen where he's just going to fall off. And it felt like that in the beginning of the year, like he's not shooting the ball good. And listen, his shooting number splits aren't that great, but he's making up with another aspects of the game as far as rebounding and his playmaking and all that. But um, the fact that he's gone from, you know, people were writing him off. He was a buyout potential player. to mm-hmm. now he's an all NBA player. That's great. And then everyone else, I mean, you can't go wrong. Rudy Gobert's, you know, the best rim protector in the league. Devin Booker is Devin Booker. I mean, he, he's a stud. I mean, I know people, I know people give CP3 a lot of credit, 
because obviously he, you know, they traded for him and then they just happened to be he's the, the guy that you put on your team to make the big leap. And, yeah. you know, that that's but, why he's getting MVP consideration it, this year. Yeah. But it's like Devin Booker is still, you know, <laughs> Devin Booker, that dude still, you know, he's and doing then, all right for himself this year. Exactly. I mean, he's giving like, you 25 points, four boards, four assists on 48% shooting from the floor, 34% from deep on five attempts a game. He's given the team 4.8 win shares. That's a that's a pretty significant accomplishment yeah. for, you know, statistically oh, yeah. speaking. That's pretty good. And I believe he's yeah, he's the most efficient uh jump um mid-range shooter in the league this year. Yeah. So like he's he, he's the king of the mid-range game. He, he's just he's a big reason why, you know, they're having so much success this season, you know. So and then Donovan Mitchell, you know, he's just being Donovan Mitchell, like he's cont- and he's another guy start off the season like struggling, like mm-hmm. he was less than 20 points per game till that Nick game. And I always bring up that Nick game because it feels like they played the Knicks at the Garden. And then after when they lost that game, they took off. He that was, was a like, turning shooting, point. Yeah, that was a big turning point for them because that's when he started to play like the bubble, right? The bubble Mitchell that we saw because yep. people were like, all right, it was that a fluke. You know, did he just benefit from, you know, no fans and all that? And Same thing you know, with Jamal Murray. He was the guy that they faced off against, and they both started off the season kind of shaky. But exactly. then they caught on. Yep, yep. And, and and Mitchell was shooting below 40%. I mean, his shooting number, he was really, mm-hmm. really struggling. But he took off, and it's not just a scoring, right? We know he could score, but his playmaking, I think he's averaging a career high in assists. Uh, yeah, he's giving you 5.2 assists per game. Yeah. So. yeah, and at one point, he was at six. Like So his his – his um his playmaking has been better. He's been a, a great all round player this year, so he definitely deserves to be an all NBA player. Number yeah. one C too. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I agree. We're talking about him because he made my list. So I'm going to give you a player that I omitted that was hard for me. Actually, before I do that, I want to just kind of let everybody know off the get. If this makes me lose people right from the jump, I'm sorry, but this is my logic. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, James Harden, and Kevin Durant all disqualified in my eyes from being on all NBA teams. And I'll tell you why LeBron James to this point has a lot, has missed 24. He's going to miss 25 games tonight. Um, Anthony Davis has missed 35 games. James Harden has missed 25. Kevin Durant has missed 37. So some of these guys, man, have literally missed half of the season. Yeah, yeah. Some I of these agree. guys have missed anywhere from 30 to 40% of the season. So I'm sorry. That's not to say that they're bad players when they've performed this season, but Listen, we got to reward the guys in this a lot of crazy games, like, season. Yeah. You got to reward the guys in this crazy season that have that have been there, you know? So those guys didn't make it. But Chris, I also want to let you know, I did have a late scratch. And when I say late, I mean earlier today. But Russell Westbrook almost did not make my third team. And I was talking with it with Austin, you know, who obviously he's not here tonight. You know, we'll, we'll catch up with him later. But um. I was talking with Austin about it. he kind of persuaded me a little bit. And that's one of the rare times that Austin's voice kind of influenced my my judgment. And uh, I had Trey Young over him. And this is not to say that I think Trey Young is a is a worse player than Russell Westbrook. And really what kind of won me over for Trey Young was the fact that the Hawks are winning, man. And he's giving you you know, what, 25 and nine a night on great efficiency. He's second in the league in assists, too. Second in the league in assists, man. So, like, he's... He's killing it, but he's second in the league behind who? Russell Westbrook. So, you know, that other stat that's there. Obviously, Russell, they're looking like they're going to be in the playoffs now. I mean, the Wizards are flirting with that eight seed overall, man. I mean, the the Hornets are winning tonight. But who would have thought, man, that the Wizards were going to make that kind of epic climb? 
Especially after that bad all. start. That was a bad start. <laughs> it was a terrible run, man. It was it was absolutely horrendous. But here we have Russell Westbrook and Bradley Bill playing in the short and condensed season, not having as much familiarity time with one another. Once they figured it out, man, I mean, every night it's like Russell Westbrook is giving you a triple double and Bradley Bill is giving you 30 plus. Every Didn't he night. Have 50 yesterday? He had 50 yesterday. <laughs> Steph Curry <laughs> Steph Curry only had 49 that same night. So, That's it. You know. No, it's not 50, so no one cares. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Man, <laughs> I swear if you're one point or like one rebound or assist away, that makes you from being just like anti. Oh my goodness, did you see how great this player was? Exactly. It's crazy. It it absolutely is. So just real quick before we move on, I want to touch on some of the key factors for each player that I put here. Listen, Russell Westbrook averaging a triple-double for the fourth season, that's insane, but I reward it for this season. That being said, he's still giving you a triple-double. Still a triple-double, yeah. Yeah, I mean, giving you the epic climb right now to the ninth seed. Donovan Mitchell, the Jazzer in the first seed, he is their best, you know, kind of engine-driving force on this team. So reward him with that. Obviously, he's giving you 26-4-5. and five. Don, or Excuse me, Devin Booker. You know, 25, 4, and 4, we touched on that. The Suns are second place. Julius Randle, I mean, Chris, I know you have these stats memorized. 24, 10, and 6 a night. You know, 20.1 PER, 7.4 win shares. That's huge. All right. And 37 and 30 on the season, currently fourth place. That's not updated from this last game that they just played. So, you know, now they're 38 and 30, still in fourth place. So that's that wraps up my All-NBA third team. Chris, we're going to jump right into the second team. All right. And I have Chris Paul as one guard here. Bradley Bill, you know, Russell Westbrook's teammate that we were just talking about earlier. Jason Tatum, Zion Williamson, and then who was the early season MVP favorite before he got hurt, Joel Embiid. Now, Chris, there was, you know, that speculation that we're going to see Joel Embiid and another center to be named later. I mean, if if you don't have this guy in your first team, I don't know what's wrong with you. But, you know, there's a speculation that they're both going to be on one team together because you can vote both of them as power forwards, although both of them only played 1% of their time at that position this season, which is crazy. But, man, Chris, what do you think of the second team? You know what's crazy, and you're probably going to think I'm crazy. I think Zion is not an all-NBA second-team player. Okay, why is I, that? I, and it's and listen, I hate to say that because I'm a Zion Mark. And you I know, know you're that. Duke. You're Duke. I'm man. a Duke guy. You know, I love my Dukies. You know, mm-hmm. but I just think, yes, he's having a really. Yeah, you know, I know statistics and all that, and you know, but it, I, it's hard for me. But but it hasn't translated to wins this year. And I know I don't want to base it all on wins, but it's, I would put. And you said Booker's available. He could be a forward, right? And you know, if we want to use that loophole, yeah. I would put if I if I would switch it. Like I said, I agree with all the guys you did. I maybe switch one or two, but and it's crazy to think I, I would drop Zion to maybe the third team. But other than that, I mean, Jason Tatum is he's on a tear. Uh, Joel Embiid, you know, like you said, with the how they're doing the, he's probably going to be first team. They're going to figure a way to put him on the first team. Probably we know that Bradley Beal. I mean. We just talked about Brad. He's dropping 50 points. I mean, now he's dropping 50 points and they're winning, right? Before yeah. In the beginning of the season last year, he was dropping 50 points and they were losing. <laughs> so at least it's a little, you know, I, I, you know, it's crazy how he, 
the scoring games he had and they were losing games. But and then CP3, I mean, he's having a tremendous season. He's the engine. You know, uh, he he's wherever he goes, they win. You know, I'm tired of people saying he's not a winner because to me, that's, you know, like he's always in the playoffs, always in the playoffs. Like I get we just can't it just can't be based off championship, championship, championships. Like, no, wherever he goes, they win. The Clippers were a a garbage organization. He comes there. They're a winning organization. Right. You know, with a terrible like owner on the team, too. (laughs) And people get on James Dolan, right? People uh-huh. get on James Dolan and Charles Sterling. James Dolan this year. Do, yeah. do do people still hate him this year? Or like, what's going on with James Dolan? All the the Rangers, James Dolan, they hate. Oh, okay. There you go. So <laughs> at least one fan over. base, one fan so, base hates. So like, it used to be like <laughs> Knicks owner James Dolan would get, but the Rangers, they're like, oh, what if he just ran the Rangers the same way he ran the Knicks? You know, they should do that. Now it's vice versa. The Rangers mm-hmm. are actually the Knicks now, where they're dysfunctional. And the Knicks are kind of the functional. And people are like all oh, calling for, you know, James Dolan to sell the ring. It's like, all right, guys. We'll so it's go. like that Thanos meme where it's like, so the Knicks are good. Thanos says yes. And then someone yeah. asks, what did it cost you? And he says the Rangers. Yeah, you know? it had to be at some. It, it, that's how James Dolan. It, something has to come across. But hey, I'm, I'm, you know, I'll take it. You know, there you go. <laughs> I'll take it. You know, the Rangers went to a Stanley Cup a few years ago, so I'll take it. But um. I see I lost track because you went to James. Oh, talking about CP3. Yeah, and like what he's done. Everywhere he goes, they win. Last year with OKC, what were they? They projected to be the worst team in the league. 0.7 chance, right? Mm -hmm. They make the playoffs and go seven games with Houston, right? I believe they played. Yep. You know, so everywhere he goes, Houston, the Rockets, he doesn't get hurt. They go to the finals. They win a championship. There you go. They win a championship, right? They would have beat that that, uh, Cavs team. So to me, I hate when people say he's not a winner. Yeah, he doesn't have rings and all that, but – he shows that every team he goes to, every situation he goes to, they win. And look at what he's doing with the Suns. I mean, I think we all knew the Suns were going to be a better team, right? They're mm. going to improve that, 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 you know, the bubble wasn't like a mirage, right? Like, I think it could translate. And then you add CP3. But It's hard to I mean, win eight games in a row and be, a, be a, an absolute trash team. Yeah, and then you add CP3 to that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... And, it, and know, all these all, young cats get another year of experience under the belt. With and, CP3. And Monty Williams. <laughs> And Monty Williams was to me creeping up on that like upper echelon. Like he's definitely in my top ten coaches, but he's creeping. He's he's really he's good. top three coach of the year for yeah. me. Oh yeah, he's definitely coach. Uh, I think he is the coach of the year. You know, uh, sorry, Knicks fans don't. I, didn't I, th- say I that. think CP3's you know whole thing with him. I think that kind of puts a little dent in the argument, though. You know, like. Because look at what Billy Donovan did. You know, Billy Donovan was the coach of a Chris Paul-led team last season. And look at what he's doing in Chicago right now. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're definitely right. I, I didn't even think about that, but you're right. Because look at the, Billy Donovan now. Like, he, you know, not, you know, Chicago, you know, obviously they had a lot of issues with, you know, COVID Chemistry. and all that. They made a trade during the middle season. And those those take a while to get adjusted to, especially in this in this. And, you know, in the world we live in now in COVID, it's even harder to figure out, team, you know, but CP3 definitely deserving. I mean, shooting numbers are crazy. I mean, you know what he did. I mean, that Nick game, I mean, if you saw the, the shots he was making, yep. I was like, dude, like he saved on, it all for the last two minutes of that he's, game. Like he put them on, on their back. You know, he didn't have a great game either till that. But, you know, he's he's a big time player. I can't. Um, Jason Tatum, I absolutely love. You know, I love Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you love Jason Tatum, too. And then Joel is 
like I said, I think he's gonna be bumped. They're gonna bump him up the first team somehow, somewhere. But second team, I mean, if we're just doing off big men, he definitely and Z- listen, Zion's having a great season. Historically great season. efficient. He's super efficient. The, the fact of what he does, you know, you know, his ability to get to the basket and you know, um, hopefully, he, look, Nick- listen to this. His true shooting percentage is almost sixty-five percent. I mean, granted, that's all around the rim, but still, like that's hey, that's stupid. But he's six seven, right? And listen, mm-hmm. I think I think Austin had told us that he has his shot blocked the most in the league. But what helps him is that his second jump is better than anyone's. So even if he knows he's going to get a shot block, but he's so athletic and he could jump out of the gym that his second jump, the guys that can't they can't they can't go with him on a second jump. They use all their energy to defend him and try to block his shot. That the minute he gets the rebound, goes back up, they have nothing. So that's why he's he's so good at second chance points. But he's definitely deserving to be an All NBA player. But uh, um, you know, I, you know, I I would probably bump him to third team. And I hurt to say this because I, I uh, I love Zion, but you know, overall still good. Hey man, I mean, if you know your your second season and you're already an All NBA player, <laughs> even if it's third team, that's not a bad place to be. Yes, yeah, so I heard someone say that he has he's he hasn't lived up to expectations, and I was like, like there's something bro, wrong. He just played a season's worth of games this year in the second year. Like, can exactly. we? People forget he missed half a lot. Like he missed a lot of games last year, and like mm-hmm. we're dealing with the pandemic still where he'd even like no training camp like and he's still doing it without being able to shoot which wait till he figures it out he's an mvp type player yeah and you talk about his second jump and that's a great point but how about that explosiveness and strength too not only is he going to out jump you but you're not going to be able to get him out of position either i mean he's he's too strong you can't move the kid no, not at all and then wait till he figures out to to be a better playmate because they're using him now at the point now you know, because they have a they have Lonzo Ball kind of pretty much playing off the ball, no pun intended. Hey, you know, no, it, own that, own that pun, bro. Bing. I got to get that on the soundboard. <laughs> Bang. Um, um, but they use Lonzo on a lot of screens with him too. So, and then they screen with Steven Adams too. So, like, that's if too once, tough. If Zion can figure out the playmaking, where to put people in spots, there's I can see him being an eight, seven, eight assist guy too. It's like he's this already guy's almost a at four. Yeah. Sky's the limit for him. Sky's the absolute. I think this this team this year, this Pelicans teams, and we can go into the Pelicans for because that's my by far the most disappointing. Most disappointing team, team man. They I'm they just you. nothing gelled, and I thought everything would work, but it just didn't work. But I wasn't Zion, a believer in Stan Van Gundy from the jump. I yeah, mean, if you I, look I, at his career, it might be one and done. To look at his Twitter handle and his in game, you know, yeah, banter, yeah, yeah, and be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, I like him. He should be an. He was for the culture. That's why I think that's why people weren't too mad about it because he was for the culture and he was. He just you love staying on commentary and you love them tweeting and all that because he was always defending the players and all that. But Stan, the coach, there's a reason why he's been let go a couple times, man. Just saying, I, uh, it might be one and done for Stan. Uh, I just I don't, don't think see the fit. one. I think he'll get two and on on off the ball network.com i have yeah. that article up where i wrote about seven coaches whose seats are getting hot yeah now you're not hearing anything about stan van gundy but i put a yellow indicator which is the lowest level yeah. heat that you can be applied i'm like bro if you're in a small market team like new orleans and you got a you know white hot superstar on your team they have too ticking. much talent to be this clock's like, ticking I, what if i think if they start off really bad next year like i, I think he'll we'll get another year but I wouldn't be shocked if he does get fired. But I think 
he's on like the sh- shortest, the least of, of the shortest. Like it's like you start off one and seven, oh and five, like anything like, w- and you still got all this talent, and then there's no injuries, right? There's, there's no injuries, nothing significant, he, no. nothing until, significant until recently. Until yeah. recently, Zion. If had you have a Zion injury. healthy and you got Brandon Ingram healthy, and you know Lonzo. everyone healthy, you know if Lonzo's back. Mm-hmm. And you got all this, you know, a lot of this, the same crew, and you're one and seven, one and eight. It's hard for me to think that he survives that because, you know, this is a big disappointment this year. Like, I'm really disappointed in him. Like, mm-hmm. I had them being like, I, I thought they would make that leap. I just like the way the team was built, but just coaching, man. Coaching is, you know, it's not like Stan's a bad coach, too. It just does, doesn't fit right now. I, they're I, I trying just, to. They tried to do for him what they did for Dwight Howard, and they're two different players. They're both they were both physically freakish at their age, right? But they're not the same type of player. You can't coach Zion Williams the same way that you coach Dwight Howard. And then who would Brandon Ingram be on that team? You know, Hidu Turkaloo, you know, Rashard Lewis. Like, who are you trying to make these guys be? And this is what I like about coaching. Bi is not a Hidu Turkaloo where he's like a playmaker, right? You could play him off the high post and all that. Like. Mm -hmm. Bi is a scorer. <laughs> it's as simple. He's a scorer. So just and I thought Lonzo, you know, it just I, it's just the it's it not Jameer Nelson, work. even though he's no. hitting from deep this year. Yeah, it just it's just a it didn't work. It just didn't work. You know, they didn't have the shooting. JJ Redick, you know, he was hurt and then he wanted out. You know, so you know and then they traded him in the in the division to the yeah. Mavericks. They traded him to the Mavericks. So it just man, I wouldn't be surprised if they make a move, but you know. I think he gets maybe he has the short leash going into next season if, if he is there. I think so too. So not to turn this into a New Orleans Pelicans, you know, trash. I'm so disappointed. Oh, it just bothers me so much because I it, had so much expectations tough. from them. So I did too. You know who another team I had high expectations for is the Boston Celtics, man. And <sighs> I think that Brad Stevens, he might be feeling a little bit of that hot seat too. Now, if you ask a Boston Celtics fan, they'll they'll call you every name under the sun for even mentioning it. But I mean, worse it's not. Knicks. They're worse than Knicks fans. Yeah, I mean it. It's we're it's, bad, and we're pretty. I'm saying we're bad. <laughs> like we're pretty. I know my my New York fans. Period are are really bad, but Boston fans. It's different. <laughs> don't you don't you talk about their Boston? Because there's Celtics. one at least. There's only they have one team. See in New York, we have two teams in each thing, so mm-hmm. it's different hate. But Boston, it's just like they're they're different. <laughs> don't you talk about Brad Stevens, man? But Jason Tatum has done everything that he <laughs> that he could this season, man. He's given you 26 points, seven boards, four assists, over a still a game. He's given you 38 percent from deep on almost eight attempts per game. He is, his 6.1 win shares on a team that's in seventh place right now in the Eastern Conference is pretty solid. 21 PER, that's above average. I mean, he's doing everything that he can. He's so versatile. He's a good defender. I just think, man, you know, the, everything that's gone wrong with them has been all injuries and and chemistry. But every every team has dealt with that. So exactly, you know, your GM, your owner is not going to, or excuse me, your governor is not going to want to hear that mess when everybody has been dealing with the same things and you got two budding stars, superstars on your team, a defensive, an all NBA level defender. And then Kimba Walker, who used to be an all-star and then Evan Fournier, you know, kind of a almost at that, maybe kind of sort of going to be an all-star in the Eastern conference. And you're trying to figure out a lot there, but Tatum has played well. Bradley Bill's giving you he's second in the NBA and scoring per game at 31.4 points per game almost five boards, over four assists per game. 
giving you 1.2 steals per game, shooting 35% from deep on six attempts. So Bradley Bill, his shot selection has changed a little bit this season too, man. But six win shares. Chris Paul's giving you almost nine win shares. Zion, and here's why I have Zion so high, Chris, because of how disappointing the Pelicans are. He's responsible for almost nine win shares. On they might be in the, they might be a top three lottery team if they don't have Zion. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. So almost nine win shares there, and then Joel Embiid. We talked about him all season long. Twenty nine points per game, almost eleven rebounds, three assists, a block, and a steal a game. Leading the NBA in PER at thirty one point one PER. That's nuts. Sixty four true shooting percentage, and he's giving you three attempts from deep per game. So it's not all around the basket he gives you kind of that back to the basket mid-range game too so Joel Embiid man same thing he's he's plugging away Philly has caught fire this season one of the best teams if not the best team complete rosters in the Eastern Conference we'll see what happens with Brooklyn if they can get healthy but hey Milwaukee's doing good too yeah but Philly's on fire right now what are they want eight in a row like I think they got that I think they're gonna get that one seed wrapped up I think they want it yeah, I think they wanted this. Is they're tired of the dis- last year was a massive dis. The same way we talked about New Orleans being disappointed. That was the same way I think most people felt about Philly last year. Like they were, and then in the bubble, they like they weren't even competitive. Like, well, they didn't they, have Ben Simmons, and yeah. everyone complains about Joel Embiid lazily averaging thirty and twelve a night. Yeah. Like I don't the, get that ever. Yeah, and it's and, and it sounds silly, but like they didn't like each other last year. Like they saw them on the court and like they didn't playing for each other. Then you see them this year, and they're playing for each other. And it, and it's 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 simple. Like if you like each other, you're gonna play better basketball. If I like you, we're gonna work better. If I don't like you, I don't care if you're the greatest of the greats. You're just not gonna work that well together. And it's just simple like that. Like the chemistry that they and. You know, last year they kind of had that like they just brought in a bunch of guys together and thought it would work, and like, mm-hmm. like you know, with with Horford and all, and it just didn't make sense. Josh Richardson, like, yeah, like Josh Trying Richardson was a was a disaster, like, and all, like, and it's just like, what are you doing? And then they finally got back to this year, say, hey, okay, whatever we did last year. All right, let's just forget that happened, right? Well, a new coach, new coach yeah, will help that. New coach helps, right, Doc. And they got shooting, like they traded Josh Richardson for for Seth Curry, and Dallas finally figured out that hey, we shouldn't have done that, and we they got JJ Redick, who's not the same player, but hey, it, you know they realized that losing Seth was way bigger than they ever anticipated. Right? He at like, least Josh, can do a little bit of that same thing when yeah. he's on the court. Yeah, and like Josh Richardson has been played better for Dallas at all, but like he didn't give them what they. But they've just been great. You know, Ben Simmons is maybe the defensive player of the year. Like, you know, he's another player where, you know, this people still harp on the offense. They and that, but that's different. But if we're talking about defensive player of the year and being one of the best all around defenders in the league, he's definitely up there, right? His offense is whatever, but they just, they're on fire, man. They're, they're just playing such, such good basketball this year. And, you know, we got to see in the playoffs. We yep. got to see in the playoffs because this is all cute and all that. But, you know, for a team like them, right, it's championship it's essentially get to the finals or bust, right? I, I think that's what they're there. I think you know, it's, it's Eastern Conference final or bust this season, but I, I get what you're saying. The expectations are greater expect, yeah. than they have I been just, in a yeah. long time. Expectations are higher than you. We can't lose before, you know, you know the second you know, round ain't cutting it. Yeah. We can't, if first, like, no, none of that. Like, 
you know, it's got, we got to get to the conference finals or even bigger. We got to get to the finals. And then obviously, you know, I'm sure they want to win championship, but getting to the finals is probably priority number one. Like they, they got to get there and they have the talent to do it. Oh yeah. Definitely have the talent to do it. But the East is not as easy as people think. No, sir. This isn't, this isn't your, your, you know, this isn't the, the Eastern conference from the early 2000. I think people still think the East is the East whether it's like, Oh, all right, the seven and eight seed is whatever. No, the seven and eight seed this year could 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 give you some trouble. So it's 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 going to be fun. Yeah, and, and again, it, we're not we're not arguing that the East is better than the West. We're just wow. saying that the level of competition in the East has stepped it up, and that's okay to say that. It's okay to look at that, exactly. acknowledge that, and and speak on that, right? And Chris, man, so we've walked through our second and third team. We're gonna get to our first team, but before we do, we have a breaking announcement from the people over at manscape so we're going to interrupt our our show here sorry not sorry um this is your public service announcement and news that you've all been waiting for the manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer which is now available online for purchase in the usa and canada the new trimmer was just released earlier this week and we are one of the first people to get our hands on it and share the news so with one of the fir- first people that have tried the Ford Auto, I'm blown away by the performance, the craftsmanship, and the details on the Ford Auto are next level. Their advanced ceramic blade and skin-safe technology is so good that it seems almost <laughs> as if Manscaped worked with Elon Musk engineers to ensure that your testes are as safe as possible, right? So what makes this trimmer different from all other trimmers? A new multifunction on-off switch can engage a travel lock created for people who like to travel. So they got a new way that you can travel with your lawnmower. The Ford Auto gives you the ability to turn on the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shape. We also have the ability to trim all over with guard lengths now that range from sizes one through four. And looks wise, it's sleek. It's got a two-tone matte and gloss finish with more features and a hot foil stamped black chrome Manscaped logo to show that mower off loud and proud. They optimize the Ford Auto trimmer to be waterproof so you can groom in the shower and not have to worry about making a mess on the bathroom floor. Did I mention, Chris, that it has wireless charging? The Ford Auto's new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic induction, which can help the battery length last even longer. If you're still trimming your face with your ball trimmer, it's time to make some changes. Go get 20% off and free shipping with code BTG at manscaped.com because no one wants to end up with pubes in their mouth and your balls will thank you. So Chris, I know that you have experience with Manscaped. It's a pretty good product, right? Oh yeah. And you know, it's crazy. I have two. All right. So I have two lawnmower 3.0s and I use one for my head and there you go. I use one strictly for, you know, below the waist grooming. And I got one for my head because it actually, it, it, it cleans up my head. I see it's pretty, my head. Look, it looks good for people who it, can't see. It's a good clean finish, man. It's, it shines, but it's my head real shiny and all that. So it's good for, it's just an all around great tool. So, you know, go get on that. Yeah. And plus, I mean, Austin talks about it all the time. He used to be in shipping with his old job, but you know, 20% off and free shipping that can, that can get you a long way. Hey, some of the, how many times have you, have you gone through the checkout and you're like, all right, I'm going to get this. And you see shipping is 1199. You're like, okay, I guess I'm not getting this no more. Because because mm-hmm. shipping, hey, you know, shipping can cost, especially if you want something quick, right? Everybody wants every like the minute you order, right? Amazon, you want the next day, right? You want it, you're waiting, you're waiting at the door like a dog, right? 
Can't wait to get the. But it's like <laughs> if you want overnight, it's gonna cost you almost as much as whatever it's, it is that yeah, you bought. It's gonna cost you maybe more than, than the actual product. So you know, get that free ship. Free shipping is clutch. Super it is clutch. clutch. And you know, they got other great products. I love the foot duster. You know, after you know a hard day at work. Spritz that on your feet for like a million bucks. You know, I'm wearing the, the underwear right are good. Now. The lotion. It's mm-hmm. just a lot of good stuff if you get the kit. Yep, the conditioner. You get that kit, you're going to you're gonna be feeling great. Absolutely. So, again, just go to the manscaped.com website, enter in promo code BTG. That'll let you know that we sent you. And we're good friends with folks over at Manscaped. And they'll hook you up with a great product that is worth every cent that you spend on it. And I'm saving you pennies. So, just go and do it. All right. So, Chris, we got breaking news on that front from Manscaped. Great products. We talked about our product, the All-NBA third and second team, and now the team that everyone has been waiting for, the All-NBA first team. So, Chris, All-NBA second team, my guards, I have Damian Lillard and Stephen Curry. My forwards, I have Luka Doncic and Giannis Antetokounmpo. And then at center, the biggest no-brainer in the entire ballad was Nikola Jokic being the center on the All-NBA first team. So what are your initial thoughts, man? That's my list. I mean, spoiler alert, when I put out mine, it's going <laughs> to be this. So I guess, the, the you know, we'll get that out. Yeah, I mean, you, it's how do you, how do you argue with that? I mean, you, you know, people forget Giannis. Like, I think people are just, they kind of like – we talked about this a lot, right? Voter fatigue and Giannis fatigue, right? There's a Giannis fatigue. Like people want to see in the playoffs, but this isn't about the playoffs. It's about the regular season. His numbers are just pretty much, if not better than it were last season, you know? And he's actually getting better as a three-point shooter, right? Mm -hmm. Where he's hitting those. Like, so you can't just leave him wide open like they've been doing. Like you've got to actually respect a little bit. So he's getting better at that. He's getting better as a free throw shooter. Like, he deserves it. Luca obviously is having a monster season too, and even though uh, Luca can, you know, he just got ejected today, and he's he's been he's been crying a little bit. He's been crying, he's been crying a little bit. He's get, he's getting on that diva level where you know he thinks he gets deserves every call, and you know, but taking away that Luca deserves it. and Steph. I mean, he's still very young too. I think yeah. people forget that this is only Luca's third season in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's only in his third season, just finishing off, about to finish off his third season. And there's a lot of pressure on him too. Like the, yeah. there is a lot of pressure on him because he's the, you know, one of the faces of the league, right? You know, one of the faces of the franchise and his, his, his Robin isn't there. No, <laughs> his Robin's <laughs> MIA. And listen, we know about that in New York, right? That was, a thing we all worried about in New York, and it's now you hear rumblings that he may need a new Robin, right? That mm-hmm. he, that Robin might not be there, you know. Uh, KP not be there next year, so like there's a lot of pressure for him. I know, and uh, you know, a lot of the other players, you know, they played better, like Jalen Brunson's. You know, he's a six man of the year candidate and all yeah, that. And like absolutely. Jason Josh Richardson's played better, and you know all that. But um, a lot of pressure. Kleba. On him. He, Kleba's kind of taking a step Kleba, back this year, which has yeah, been weird. Yeah, yeah. You know, so he doesn't have he doesn't have as much talent like you know Tim Hardaway Jr. is one of his you know one of the best you know uh, I think the second best score right now if you had KP out and all that. But um, he's having, and then Dame obviously Dame's having a, a tremendous season as you would assault. I mean this and then do we have to say anything more about Jokic? I mean, you know <laughs> it's you know it's crazy like. We Talk talked about Jokic in the beginning of the season, right? Like, if he gets his team to a top four seed, 
he's going to be the MVP. But I, like there was a point they were the eight seed, right? And we were like, oh wow, like what if they might not make the playoffs? No, this can't be. And then they got hot, right? And then people were when when Jamal Murray went down with the knee, people were like, oh, is this gonna hurt Jokic's MVP stuff? No, not at all. Will he, Barton goes down. Monte Morris yeah, goes. They've down. had a lot of injuries too. You still, know, still plugging along. Still plugging along. Still playing great basketball. Like. You know, I still think they can. I know people may be counting them out a little bit because Jamal's out, but like Michael Porter Jr. has taken off. Like, you know, he's like Dodge Coin. You need to invest in Michael Porter Jr. Like, yes. he is going to be a stud. Like, I'm still mad they Knicks passed up on him, but hey, bro. It, it, and this is weird coming from a non Nick fan telling a Nick fan, y'all weren't the only team that passed on him. So, yeah, I know, know, but I wanted him like super bad, but that, that's a whole nother show. But there you go. He's, he's, he's been absolutely great and efficient too. Yes. It's not just he's averaging, you know, you know, over, I think he's averaging like 25 points per game since Jamal, but efficient, efficient and, it's helped Jokic a lot, you know, so, but Jokic, not only is he going to be the MVP, he should be on every, he should be unanimous, all NBA first team. Like if you have, if you, if anyone doesn't have him as a first team, I cannot take you serious. Go get drug tested or something. Yeah, You need to be drug tested. This man is all HR. Yeah. You need to go to HR. If anyone off the ball network, I'm letting you guys know if, if you guys don't have it. Cause I, you know, we're planning on doing, you know, awards, a show for the network, you know, once we get to seasonal, but yeah, if you don't have them on first team, you fired. I said a lie. You better have him because this man is, he's so much fun. He's revolutionized the center position where, you know, where, and for a while we thought the center position was kind of dead. And we had two centers in the MVP. And now we have two centers who, who are probably going to be one and two in the MVP and MB at one point was the MVP. He gets hurt. Jokic takes. So we get centers maybe making a comp. It's just evolution, right? It's yeah. all evolution, right? They just, it, it, it's just, you know, those types of ways centers. to stay relevant. Exactly. Right. You just can't be a traditional back to the back. It's that day. Those days may be gone, but the big bulky centers that, but now they're, evol- they're, they're passing. Like mm-hmm. Jokic might be not just the, best passing big man he might be one of the best passing players period in the league like yeah and and that's crazy how he you know center position has evolved like that it, it's it's so he's so much fun to watch he's definitely one of the most exciting players and he probably he does he, his verticals probably you know uh you know the phone right my phone that's how much yeah. he can jump right you might be able to slide a credit card underneath the exactly shoe. right a credit card or, or or you know a deck of you know one card yeah. that's his vertical right and the body like people and that, that's what makes it even great because he has a reg, a dad bod. Sounds like he's that. doing it for us, you know? Yeah, right. You see the pictures when he was a kid. He's all flabby. I'm like, oh, that was me when I was a kid. Like, it's like, that's what resonates. That's why people love him so much. So he, but he, he's, man, isn't, what can you say about the, the numbers just show? It just, if you just look at his numbers, it matches the play on the court too. Like, numbers, like, cause sometimes numbers lie, not with his numbers. His numbers, it's 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 tremendous what he's done this year and i still think they can they can do damage in the playoffs even without murray i still think with him and you got michael porter jr just that i think they they could still make it to the conference finals I aaron still gordon they, they picked up at the aaron trade. gordon has been good like they they you know they lost jeremy grant we talked about the jeremy grant stuff a lot right how mm-hmm. they they i don't think they anticipated that being as big of a loss as they as it was but it and wound up being Plumlee. 
they both yeah. left. Both both went to Detroit, right? They took they got the money and they went to Detroit. You know, <laughs> they were in a purgatory, but hey, they got paid. You know, so but they didn't realize how big of loss, especially those two were, and especially Jeremy Grant were. You know, Jeremy Grant, you know, at one point was running was running away with most improved. Yeah, you know, he so started missing too many games. He missed he's missed a lot of games, right? And and you got to knock people down if they miss too many games. You know, you got to knock people this down, year. especially this year. You know, so and then they said, hey, they you know. uh we got like how, kind of how like we talked with Dallas, right? They needed that shooter. They they realized they traded and like, uh oh, we, we need to find someone who could do something like that. Aaron Gordon's not the same, you know, doesn't do the, what Jeremy Durant could do offensively, but at least he's a big body and they realized they needed that. So it, it I think they could do some damage with that. They, they got some still good pieces, even without Jamal Murray. Austin Rivers, damage. you know, he had that revenge game up in New York. And the other Austin night. Rivers is good for for that one game four moment where he could take over. He's that's Austin Rivers MO is he'll out of nowhere. He'll have that game where he'll drop 25 points or hit six threes. So you need that in the playoffs, right? The yep. role players, especially at home, you need your role players to play that, you know, to, to shine up when maybe if Jokic is, you know, you know, struggling or in foul trouble and or, or Michael Porter's not feeling it, you know, because he's still young, too. You know, so he's yeah. going to have games where he's going to struggle, too. So if you can have your vets step focused up, on on the defensive end of the ball. Exactly. Too. You know, especially seven game series, you're going to you're gonna know your matchup. You know, Michael Porter, what you can do. And there's going to be games where Michael Porter's going to struggle in the playoffs, especially. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to need your vets to step up. Yeah. And I mean, if you look at Austin Rivers, when they. As soon as Jamal Murray goes down, you start hearing reports that they're going after Austin Rivers. I mean, he's basically, you know, the the great value version of a, of a Jamal Murray. You know, he's not as big, right? But kind of gives you that same role and responsibility when he's in, in the game. Yeah, because he could, like, it's, we've seen this from Austin Rivers his whole career where he has, even going back all the way to Duke in high school, right? Mm-hmm. He has these moments where he can take over. It's not consistent, but hey, in the playoffs, you may need that, like we've just mentioned before. If Michael Porter's struggling and all that, and especially with Jamal Murray, you may need that spark. You're gonna need that spark plug off the bench to, you know, um, especially playoff time. You're gonna need your the bench is important in the playoffs. We all know that. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And again, you know, you got guys on this roster like Frank Capazzo and whatnot. But I want to run through some of the the numbers that I think are kind of important for each one of these guys for the first team, Chris. So for Dame, he's giving you a modest, you know, almost twenty nine points per game, almost eight assists, which I don't think people talk about. You know, when they talk about Damian Lillard, they say all he does is step back threes. Well, no, I mean, he's giving you almost eight assists per game, giving you a steal. You know, he he's giving you 44% from the floor overall, 38.7% from deep on almost 11 attempts per <laughs> game, Chris. That's stupid. The craziest part about the game is the guys are taking so many threes, but that they're still being efficient. Like 11 threes a game, you're probably like, all right, shooting like 25%. Almost oh, 39. Shit. Yeah, he's almost 40%. Yeah, I mean, 9.5 win shares on that team, that's huge. That's huge, yeah. right? And I think if anyone was going to argue my first team, they might take either Dame or Steph off, either one. Probably Dame because everyone just loves Steph too much, right? So Dame would be the one to take a hit. And they would almost want to bump Chris Paul because he's the guy right now that everyone is pointing to to say like, oh, MVP is not a runaway because look at Chris Paul and the impact that he's had on this Phoenix Suns scene. I don't agree with it. I respect the people who have you know a different point of view, right? But I don't agree with having Chris Paul even in the MVP conversation. So... That's why I have him on the second team. He has impacted winning, right? But Steph, league-leading scorer in the NBA at 31.9 points per game. Listen to this. He's shooting 49% from the floor, 
just a tick under 43% from deep on 12 and a half attempts per game. That's stupid. It's not even 66% true shooting, 61.3% efficient field, efficient field goal percentage or effective field goal percentage, excuse me. 92% from the line, 8.8 win shares on a bottom dwelling team in the West. I mean, the fact that they crawled up to the eight seed is a story in of itself. That's not a good roster. It's not, especially with all the injuries they've had. That's not a good roster at all. Their first round pick is down for injury. Clay Thompson is down for injury. Kelly Oubre started the season off terribly. Uh, You know, Andrew Wiggins is quietly having a respectable season there. Quietly having a respectable season. On both sides of the ball, too. On both sides of the ball. You know, um, Draymond Green, he's giving you those. you know, 15, 18 assists nights every once in a while, but he's averaging less than double figures per game. He's not the same Draymond. Yeah. He's, he's not the same Draymond. He, you can tell that he is, uh, he's, he's kind of stepping down a little bit. You know, we talked about Lucas giving you 28, eight and almost nine assists per game. Uh, you know, 4.4 turnovers per game. So not so hot there. Um, 35% from deep on eight attempts. Almost 60% true shooting, 7.5 win shares, 25.6 PER, 28, or excuse me, 39 and 28 fifth seed in the Western Conference. And, you know, we talked about Giannis, man. I feel like it's taboo to even talk about him because you're just, you, you can't like Giannis for whatever reason this season, man, because you, you touched on it earlier. He's having just as impactful a season as he has the two prior years on both sides of the ball. And last season he won MVP and defensive player of the year. You can make the case that he's a better defender this year than he was last season. But for whatever reason, man, like we cannot talk about Giannis Antetokounmpo, but I've been kind of banging that drum all year long. I know a couple of the other guys at the network have too, but man, I mean, his fil- his free throw percentage was the big talk of the town at the beginning of this year. Right now he's almost six percentage points higher this season than he was last year at the line where it wasn't an issue or a talking point at all. 9.4 win shares, 29 PER. They're in the third seed in the Eastern Conference, which I think is almost kind of the sweet spot considering how the play-in works now. But, man, so overall, Chris, if you had to grade my all-NBA teams, hit me, hit me with a hard hard truth, man. No, I'd give you a, a nice A. I'd give you a nice A. Because nice I would probably have the same guys. Maybe a little mix. And maybe a little mix-up. Maybe put one guy here, third team, instead of second team, second team, third team. But overall, it's good. You know, um, I saw some some NBA teams just browsing off Twitter and sometimes Twitter can. That's why sometimes I, I lay off Twitter because it, it can hurt your brain. It's probably a good you word know, of advice. It definitely. It definitely hurts your brain when you go on Twitter for too long. <laughs> but uh, so some wild third like L NBA teams. And it was just like, all right, I had to log off for a second. But uh, yours is <laughs> spot on. And so I'm not it doesn't shock me that you actually put like a good all NBA team. So I, overall. It's it's very good, you know. And and you know, I'm not mad that you have Zion bum down and putting Devin Booker in the second team. I think there's a respectable case that you can present on either side of that argument. So, you know, you you've brought some things into light. I'm still keeping mind the way it is. I'm not changing it, but you know, I do I do respect the. the and like I said, you I love you know I love freaking Zion. Like, I know you do. <laughs> I absolutely love him, but you know, it's all. But if you keep have second team, like. He his his numbers are just. I mean, the fact that he's doing the the fact that his team was hit, the record he had while he was playing before he got hurt and out for the season. You know, um, they need to make him happy. Yes, 
and I know, and that's a whole we could, that's a whole another thing. But like, they need hey, to keep him happy. In New York, that one that one game, he was happy yeah. in New York. He was ha- he was smiling. You know, yeah. I'm not gonna read too much into it, but like, we know, like, you have to get these guys. Like Trey, they made they made sure to make Trey Young happy. They got him a bunch of dudes that like, hey, we need to like make sure Trey is good. Like and a coach that he likes. And you know, he went out like, the other day and was like, "There's under no situation do I not expect Nate McMillan to not be our coach next year." Like, oh yeah, he, if if Trey wants if Trey wants him as the coach, guess who's going to be the coach next year? Nate McMillan. Unless he doesn't want to be there. Like, that would be the only thing. If he's got a better, like, if he feels he's got a better offer, which I, I've, yeah, I've already heard, I've already heard Portland, but Atlanta seems like a sweet gig for, for Nate. But would he want to go back to, I think, I, I think Portland's on the way down. While but they also the want, they also want Jason Kidd too. So, why would you do that to yourself? I mean, he's, he's, he's the name. He's the name uh, that everybody wants. Chauncey Billups in that mix too. Dave Yeager over at, um, Philadelphia is in the mix too. Okay, I don't know about Jason Kidd. I don't know about Jason Kidd. I don't know about Jason Kidd. I rather had Nate McMillan. But if Trey Young, Trey Young's going to dictate a lot. So yeah, whatever. No, I'm saying that Portland also. Oh, Portland. Yeah, Portland. The Portland job, I think it's on the decline. Like I don't think I. I, You know, we hear Dame rumblings and Terry Stotts like falling short of a deep playoff run. Terry Stotts allegedly is already out. I think Stotts and then. To me, I which think, I did put on the off the ball network article that I put up there, that was yeah. on there. Thank you. I mean, you. and I can't wait to talk about like, offseason when we get to that. It's going to be fun to talk about these coaching scenarios and like teams that are in decline. Like, I think Portland's one of those teams where the the stock is down. Like, getting to the conference finals a few years ago against the Warriors, and I think they were up Being every swept. game, right? Yeah, they, were, and they got swept. Up, and they got swept. I think that's. That's the cap. Like I think, and if you're Dame, you really gotta look. You really gotta look and see. All right, am I gonna? You know, he's thirty years old. You know, you're in the West. It's a, you know, he's in Portland, Oregon, which beautiful, beautiful country. Nike. You would think it would be more more attractive because it isn't the Nike headquarters and all. But he is. I know he's an Adidas guy, but I'm just saying, like, you would think it'd be more attractive and all that, but. You know, and it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful, you know, place to, you know, everyone raves about how beautiful it is in, in Portland, Oregon. So I, I'm surprised like more people don't want to play it, but I, I think they're on the decline while Atlanta's, you know, you know, it's, it's going to be a scary team in a couple of years, bro. Scary. Yes. Team. If, if, and we always talk about like the young guys, if they get, if DeAndre Hunter, I think DeAndre Hunter must, has more of a chance to pop than Cam Reddish, but I, Cam Reddish potential. In a different way though. I think the floor. Way. I think, I think Hunter's floor is better, is higher than than Cam. But if Cam's ceiling is, could be like Paul George type. Scary, where DeAndre man. Hunter's ceiling is to me could be still really good and maybe an All Star. But Cam's ceiling is like crazy. But DeAndre Hunter's floor is is higher than. Uh, He's than more Cam tangible Rest. of a player yeah, right exactly. now. Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. like the worst DeAndre Hunter is, is going to be what he is right now. It's going to be a nice two way player where Cam, his floor could could be, you know, it, it's definitely lower than than what you are DeAndre, but his ceiling is through the roof, you know. So, but they have some, I mean, Bogey, you know, Bogdanovich, you know, they got, you know, Danilo Donari, and Capella is just eating up rebounds and and all that. And, oh, and obviously, they got Trey Young. They have all, they have all they the pieces. Herder. 
<laughs> Kevin Horder, like they have all the pieces and you know, done, you know, they got everything you have to to be scary. Okongwu waiting in the wings. Okongwu was waiting in the wings, and then they can also have the pieces to make a deal. Massive trade. Massive trade pieces. Massive trade pieces. Same and Bradley Bill might be a really good player over there. And I said that in the beginning of the year, and obviously Brad, I mean, they're winning. Even Memphis but would be great places. Memphis too, because they're another team where they have they got their star, but they got a nice rope. They're kind of built like the Knicks in a way, where they have yeah. that one player like Ja would be Julius, and even though Julius is a better scorer right now, but he's also been in the league longer, so obviously he's more, you know, has has more years in. But it's kind of like they got their star, they got their star player, and they got a bunch of pieces, right? So, but mm-hmm. you still have to figure out right, who's that, who's going to take over as that too. So that would be a good spot too, but. You know, I don't even know how we got to all this. <laughs> <laughs> we're just talking about, you know, the season wrapping up the first team. Yeah, we're talking about Damian Lillard being on the first left team. in the season. Like it's, you know, but Dame, that's just, this is why I love the NBA. Cause yeah. it's legit every day, 24, seven, 365. There's something. There's you can have a show wrong. planned out. And then that day you're just like, okay, my notes are all final up. And then next thing you know, a player is unhappy or a player Players. gets hurt. Or, yep. you know, yep. all, all the all of those things. Exactly. And then how many times like people say, oh, the free agency is, you know, the class is weak. But I was like, there's always a disgruntled guy. Always. Always. Right. James Harden came out of nowhere. Right. Boom. He's like, there's always. And I think Andre Drummond getting bought out. Yeah. There's always there's always going to be even if the class looks. Derrick Rose gets paper, traded to New York. Yep. Yeah. And then there's little stuff like that, like Derrick Rose getting traded to the Knicks and then boom. Like he looks like he's, you know, you see some vintage rows in them, you know. So there's there's always something. That's why NBA is just it's it's just so much fun. I love talking about basketball. Oh yeah, me too, man. And I, I'm so glad that you were able to come on the show tonight. So um, just want to let everyone know, man. We appreciate everyone who tunes in, whether you're watching us live, whether you're listening to us on the Nothing Manet channel on Dash Radio, you're downloading the podcast, breaking the game anywhere podcasts are available. Greatly appreciate you. You know, you're going to Offball Network where you can get all of your sports needs. We make real sports content for real sports fans over there. We got great articles posted up all the time. So please go and pay that a visit. Chris, man, just thank you so much for your time, brother. I appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you giving me, a you know, a, a, such a lovely grade for my all NBA teams. It means a lot, man, because I know you're a big hoop head like me. Before I let you go, I just want to give you the floor, man, just to let anyone know. Any projects that you have? I know you got a lot of stuff in the works right now. So I just want to give you the floor to be able to, you know, make that announcement. First of all, uh, thanks for having me on. Appreciate uh, you reaching out. I'm glad I can fill in. And hopefully uh, Austin's back. You know, we love uh, seeing all Stone Cold Austin on the show and uh, yeah, two talking. But um, yeah, I got some cool projects in, in the works. Uh, I got one of the top international prospects coming on the show Tuesday. Now, my job from now to Tuesday is to figure out how to say his last name because I can't <laughs> say his last name. And I've watched people who've had him on there who have I've watched him on other shows and I've tried to critique and they've had trouble saying his name. So I don't know if I could perfect it by Tuesday. If you can like type it in Google or YouTube, like type it in on YouTube, yeah. just the last name. They have those nice little pronunciation videos on there. But I haven't seen one with him yet. They'll say it, but it's hard to say. And I'm not, I'm very bad with names. But his first names of Renz, he's one of the top international uh, prospects uh, coming after the 2020, 2021 draft this year uh, from Belgium. He's 
a really skilled, really, really super skilled. He's climbing up the boards. I've seen him as high as, you know, end of the first round. Okay. It, by respect, people that, I, that I've had on my show have him at end of the first round that I've talked to. Um, so he, he's super skilled. So I'm super excited to have him on the show. Um, like I said, I know his first name is Vrenz. I'm going to figure out his last name. Um, there you go. Well, but I'll 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 try to perfect that by showtime. And then Saturday, um, Saturday morning, you know, bright and early, you know, get your cup of coffee ready because we're gonna have former NBA All Star Kenny Anderson on the show. Former That's NBA dope. Net, former uh, Georgia Tech, uh, Yellow Jacket. You know, he will be on the show Saturday. So really excited about that that one that one was that's when i got the email for that that was really cool so you know uh new york city legend you know he's from queens um so very stand excited up. to have him on the show yeah, stand up Queen stand up you know uh, i've had a lot of queens guys on the show you know um but uh super excited to have kenny on like i said former all-star number two pick in the draft you know you know so i'm excited you know and what's cool about this is that you know, he played for the New Jersey Nets, but the Knicks fans are excited about this. So, you know, my Knicks fans are excited about because he's a New York City guy. So, you know, uh, that's really cool. But I'm gotta I'm respect it. it. Gotta respect you. Resp- people who love New York City legends, no matter what. He's from New York. He's born and bred in here. So, really excited to have Kenny on the show. So, I, you know, those are the two things coming up this year. I'm also working on my, uh, you know, some. Uh, NBA draft stuff that I got, you know, working on some profiles and all that. Um, so like I said, you just uh, go over to off the ball network for all that, you know, good stuff. I'll, I'll have those posted. Follow me on, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff off the ball pod, you know, make sure to follow all the guys at off the ball network. Cause we got a great crew over there. So, but yeah, Steven, thanks for having me on brother. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, man, as always, I, anytime that our, you know, paths cross, you know, we talk on the group chat plug for the group chat. We talk on there all the time and it's it's all love. But, man, when we get on a show together, it's a whole nother level, man. And I always appreciate being able to cut it up with you and all the other great guys at the network. So I got to give you a round of applause. I'm going to give you a round of applause. Can I get a bang? Can I get a bang? Get four bangs Four. I'm a four banger. man. four banger. I love it. All right. So on behalf of my awesome co-host today, Chris LeBron, on behalf of my normal co-host, Austin Carr, who couldn't be here with us tonight, um, this has been the Breaking the Game Show. Big shout out to the guys over at the Nothing But Net channel on Dash Radio. Big shout out to the Off The Ball Network. Go to offtheballnetwork.com for all your sports needs. We have been the Breaking the Game Show, and we will catch up with you guys next time. Much love, everybody. Uh.